Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matt, if this was a cleanly played game with weather in a dome uh, just uh, in September and nice weather, uh, we could definitely kind of dissect this game back and forth. And we'll do that. But I just think this is the ultimate equalizer. It's not even the cold. The cold matters. Mm -hmm. It's the wind that really can be an equalizer. Look at no further than last year. The Patriots come to Buffalo and throw the ball three times. I mean, they had to drastically change game plans for that. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think scares me a little bit about this matchup for the bills. And it's not because the bills aren't a better team than the bears. The bears have lost a lot of games in a row, but the bears can run the ball. And when you take the elements into play, it's going to be some sloppy football. And the things that the bears are good at are Justin Fields scrambling and making things happen. And David Montgomery running the football. So I think that that kind of is going to keep this game closer than it should be. I think if it was like you said, played in Tampa, played in Detroit, heck even, well, no, not Buffalo this weekend, but just played anywhere else. That's not getting hit with this winter storm. The bills would win pretty comfortably, but I don't know if that's going to be the case because of everything that's going on. And we should at least mention, it's not just this game that's getting impacted. It's the entire Northeast great lakes corridor, basically um, the Midwest, the great lakes area, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, all of these games have ha- are having challenges here, including the saints also saying they're going to Cleveland on Thursday because of the travel situation in Cleveland. So it's not just Buffalo. Whereas like in November, when the bills game had to be moved, it was this national story around the country. The story this week is all of these games and what's going to happen. And I, I do think though, to draw back on the Patriots game last year, we talked with Ken Dorsey about this earlier this week, mentioned it with Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. It seemed to me it was a really interesting conversation, Matt. The Bills learned even more about Josh Allen and what he can do in that Patriots game against the wind. Because as much as you might think, oh, yeah, you have Josh Allen, you could play. I don't think you really know until you see it. They went into that Patriots game with the wind last year on the Monday night. And Ken Dorsey said basically the game plan was, well, we're going to have to run the ball and we're going to have to use bigger people. As the game went on, they started throwing a little bit and said, wait a minute, we have Josh Allen. We could throw the ball a little bit here. And he threw the ball well in the wind. And I, I think that experience will be very, very beneficial for the Buffalo Bills in this particular game. I almost think in that game, they regretted not doing that early. Agreed. I think, that, I think that they were too cautious with the wind in that game, and they were too adamant on trying to run the ball. And then all of a sudden, when they got down and they had to throw, that's when their offense started to move down the field and have a little bit of success. I think at that in that game, I remember correctly, I think it was 14-10, and Josh got them all the way down the field. And then they didn't convert 
on a third down and they elected to kick and it was only like a 35 or 40 yarder and bass missed it because the wind was crazy. And then you wondered like, okay, should they have went for it? But you could justify why they tried to kick it. So they started to move the ball. Well, a lot of it also depends on what the wind is doing. If it's a crosswind, that sure. makes things much more difficult if you're out in the field. But if it's like a very distinct north-south wind, at least fields direction-wise, okay, sometimes you're throwing into the wind. Sometimes you've got the wind at your back, and you've got to be able to adjust. But if there's anybody who's able to do it, it's him because, one, he's got the strongest arm in the NFL, and, two, that's what it's like in Orchard Park. That's what he deals with in OP. There's a lot of games where you're throwing into the wind for one quarter, and then it switches, and then you've got the wind at your back for another quarter. So I think it's going to be difficult. I think that even somebody as talented as him will struggle to manage those conditions, but I think he's capable of doing it, more so especially than the guy on the other side, Justin Fields, and that's not a knock on him. It's just Justin Fields doesn't have the arm talent that Josh has, at least not yet. He does have the leg talent, obviously. He's yeah. uh, one of the best runners in the league. I mean, regardless of position, uh, he is dynamic. He can make plays on the ground. And they're getting Khalil Herbert back, by the way. And he has been a really like efficient runner for them. You look at some of the, you know, um, advanced stats, you know, running back stats and rushing yardage and things like that. Uh, Herbert's done a very good job for them. Now they add him into the mix. Coming off a game where, you know, Matt, they're going to take a look. The Bears are. They're going to take a look at what the Dolphins did against the Bills, the way they were able to have success on the ground. And in some way, they're going to try and replicate that. Now, not many teams have had a lot of success this year against the Bills on the ground. A little bit leaky in the fourth quarter against the Jets, obviously, in the game up there where they lost. But mostly the Jets, the Bills have been very, very good against the run this year. It did not uh, work out as well against the Miami Dolphins. What does that look like for you? Do you think that, um, are you a little concerned about the bills run defense against Justin Fields and Khalil Herbert and the bears rushing attack and a little, a little bit, but what I'm more concerned about is their recent struggles with tackling. It's not even just in the run game. I'm just talking about the bills in a weather game. You need to be able to make your tackles. And that's going to hurt, the, by the way. That's, that's what I mean. It's going to hurt. It's going to be yeah. tough. It's going to be cold. But they missed way too many tackles. Like, I think about that long run that Mostert had. Was that in the first or second quarter of the Dolphins game? Uh, first quarter. First quarter. There were like four missed tackles on just that play. And I think about Khalil Herbert coming back. He's kind of, you know, the fire and ice compared to David Montgomery. You've got like different style running backs. I think that they can beat you a lot of different ways, whether David Montgomery is running it right up the gut or Khalil Herbert is trying to hit the edge. But what I'm worried about is not the scheme, not the game plan, but the missed tackles because it has not been, it's not a one-off. It's not like it just happened against the Dolphins. It has been a problem really all year. Now, the one thing that I say the Bills will have an advantage over is I think they're a really good team when you can just try and focus on one thing and eliminate that. So I think for the Bills, their focus this week should be not letting Justin Fields lose his mind and extend plays and, you know, just beat them with his legs, kind of like they've tried to treat Lamar over the years. And then also making sure that there's an emphasis on stopping the run against the dolphins. You really can't do that because the dolphins could beat you over the top with those guys like Waddle and Hill. I don't really think there's anybody out wide. that's going to terrify you for the bears. So that's why I do think you can have a bigger emphasis on, okay, maybe just having a spy on Justin Fields, making sure that whenever they run, maybe this is a game where we see AJ Klein a lot more. Maybe this is a game where 
Taryn isn't on the field a ton because you don't think that they're going to be passing the ball that much. So, and if they're, and honestly, I know Dan Orlovsky from ESPN, he posted something last week. Did you see his thing about running the ball at Taryn Johnson? Yes. And the way they did it, I actually think we actually talked about this on the actual game broadcast, what was going on that I think the Dolphins actually did exactly what Dan Orlovsky said, which is here's what they did. They used motion and Orlovsky broke this down even before the game and how teams were doing this. They used motion. The Dolphins did to get a linebacker out of the bills play zone defense. So a linebacker would shift over because of the motion and that would bring Taron Johnson closer to the box. And now you're running against Taron Johnson instead of a linebacker, Matt Milano, maybe let's say, and you have a much bigger size advantage. I, I do think they did that. The bills never really adjusted, but I'm going to tell you this, Matt, I think the bills kind of invited that. They said, look, if you want to run like that, that's fine because we're not going to let Hill and Waddle beat us. I think the bills did the same thing against the chiefs back in 2020 in the COVID year, when they came here in that rescheduled game, when they said, we're not going to let Patrick Mahomes beat us. And he didn't. The problem was the chiefs ran for 230 something yards on the bills. If you're going to do that, you just have to tackle better. And as you said a little while ago, the tackling was atrocious in the game. I think the bills actually said, we don't care. You can run against a light box, but you're not going to throw on us. They just have to be better at tackling if they're going to do that. And I think this week could be the opposite. This week could be, okay, AJ Klein, you're going to get a bunch of 100%. work. And I mean, Cole Komet, is he their yes. best receiving option? Right. Well, Chase Claypool's hurt too. That, so, and yeah, I mean, Cole Komet's a big dude. I don't know exactly how big he is, but he's a big dude. So that would be a matchup that you would like somebody who's more athletic. Maybe we even see Saran get some of those snaps because he can kind of be the hybrid between what Taron is and what AJ Klein is. But I do think that this will be one of those weeks where maybe the Taron snap count is lower and that's not a knock on him either. That's not like that. He's playing poorly or anything. It's just kind of game plan specific. Right. And it seems like when they know a team is going to run a lot, that's when AJ Klein has been on the field. All right. That brings us to the offense. Let's talk about that and then get into a couple other little details here, Matt. <laughs> 